0: Recently, I was listening to a testimony by a couple that does marriage counseling for a living. Uh, This is what they do day in, day out. Um, They've been married for over 30 years, and this was not an unusual story. This just was this week in their life. They were telling about how they were uh, at an airport, and normally when they're at the airport and they go to the baggage terminal, the husband always gets the wife's luggage. You know, he's just kind of um, being the, the the nice guy, whatever, you know, getting the luggage. But before they were getting off the plane, he was getting his bag out of the overhead, and like everything just fell out. He just He's just frustrated. He's just, he's just mad, and, you know, he walks over, and they're waiting for the baggage, and the wife kind of points out that he's mad. I don't, I don't know if you've ever had that happen, you know, but anyway, she kind of points it out. Well, that kind of makes him just even madder, right? So he sees the luggage coming by, and he just kind of lets it go on by, and she's like, what, what are you doing? Well, that's passive-aggressive behavior, you know? They start going into therapy mode. Well, that just makes him even madder, you know? And so on and on it goes. Well, they get through it, but, but here's the point. The point is, is that these are marriage counselors. They know exactly what to do. And this is not an unusual week in their life. Theirs isn't like, you know, the, the, the big blow-up. This is just every week in their life. What's the problem? The problem is they're sinners. They have a sinful nature and even though they know the right thing to do, not only do they know the right thing to do, but these are faithful believers. They are people who are filled with the Holy Spirit, and they have the ability not to give in to sin. But there are times that they choose sin. Why? Because they still have a sinful nature. Within them, Why does God allow us to struggle the way that we do? We have the ability, if we have the Spirit within us, to walk in freedom, but yet we still choose sin from time to time. Well, I believe part of the reason is, is to show us how absolutely desperate we are for the Lord. How much we truly, truly need Him. You see, some of us may have an idea that we are pretty good people. We're pretty good people, but we have a little bit of sin in our life, and we just need Jesus to take care of that little bit of sin. I want to share with you this morning, that's not true. I'm not here to berate you, I'm not here to put you down, but you need to hear this, because what Scripture declares, the Scripture that we're going to go to this morning, is that your sinful nature is absolutely sinful, okay? So even when you do good things that you think are good, when they are not led by the Holy Spirit, you actually have a bit in there where you're trying to get something for yourself. It's the way that we're, we're created. Some of you pride yourself on being rule followers, you pride yourself on being a rule follower. Can I just say to you that you pride yourself on following the rules that you like to follow? There are things that you don't like to follow, but you don't like to talk about those, right? And, 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 you know, in your mind you try to make up that you're actually following the rules when you're not following the rules, right? Because you have a way of spinning them around. Again, I'm not trying to discourage you in this. I'm trying to actually lead you to the place of freedom. But in order to get to the real true place of freedom, you must recognize your absolute depravity. Your absolute need for the Lord, because it's not, it's not in a one-time decision. It's in an everyday, moment-by-moment decision in order to uh, just, just cry out to the Lord and your need for Him. That's where true um, freedom comes from. This morning, we're going to be talking about the fact that the issue is not the issue. What do I mean by that? All of us have issues, right? (laughs) I've got my issues. I can tell them to you. My family can tell them to you. I've got my issues. But you know what? Although it's helpful for me to know uh, some of the roots of that and some of the things that will help me get out of that, and I'm all into that, okay? I'm a psychology major, counseling major. I'm all into that stuff. But you know what? After all the study and and so on, here's what I've discovered. It still doesn't heal me. You know why? Why? I'm a sinner. (laughs) Like I can know all the roots and I can know what I should do just like the marriage counselors. I will still choose sin at times. Why? Because that's my sinful nature. Does that mean I'm doomed? No, it doesn't. It doesn't, because the grace of God covers me when I surrender myself to his lordship. Now, it doesn't mean that I can just say, ah, oh, forget it, I'm going to do what I want, and you know, God's blood's going to cover me. No, 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 no. The, uh, the scripture that we're going to go to in Romans, Romans chapter 6 talks about, we're going to go to 7, but Romans chapter 6 talks about the fact that that's not true. That is not true. God's blood covers me when I'm surrendered to him, when I'm pursuing him. That's when God's blood covers me. But if I'm just like, ah, I can do what I want, no. (laughs) I mean, you know, we we think believing's enough. James says the demons believe and shudder, okay? That's not enough. It's that I would be surrendered to Him. But I also want you to hear this. If you have this perfectionistic idea that you're going to be surrendered to Him and you're just going to walk out unsinful day after unsinful day, and you're just going to be perfect. What's going to happen is, uh, number one, you're, you're going to be in this detached mentality and, and you're going to be unreal. Other people are going to be able to see your sin. You're not. You're going to be someone that nobody wants to be around, number one. But number two, you're setting yourself up. Because you're setting yourself up for these, these standards that if you don't reach, y- y- the enemy can use just to just to crush you. So I'm not saying this so that you would have an excuse for your sin, but I'm saying this so that you would understand just the absolute seriousness of the situation that we find ourselves in. I want to go to Romans chapter 7, where Paul really talks about this. And again, before Romans chapter 7, in Romans chapter 6, he talks about the fact um, that we are not free just to go and, you know, just let our flesh hang out. That, that That's not the case at all. Um, but in here, he, he's talking about the fact that the struggle within us is, is deep. Um, right before this, he's talking about the law, and he's talking about how good the law is. Where he's talking about God's law. But he's talking about how it's not enough. Listen to what he says, and he's talking about, His personal testimony in Romans chapter 7, verse 14. He says, So the trouble is not with the law, for it is spiritual and it's good. The trouble is with me, for I am all too human, a slave to sin. (coughs) A slave does not have a choice, okay? And so, you have this flesh within you that is just bent towards sin. It's absolutely bent towards sin. Now, does that mean that you cannot overcome? You can, but here's what I want you to understand. You can't overcome it in yourself. It's only through surrender to the Lord. And so, even if you know the right things that you need to be doing, okay? I may know the right things that I need to do in, in how to treat my wife, and how to honor her, and how to cherish her, all those things. <clears throat> but yet, if I'm not surrendered to the Spirit, and we don't have time to get on into all this, Romans 8 really talks about this. It talks about being surrendered to the Spirit. If I'm not surrendered to the Spirit, I'm still not going to do the things I know I need to do. I'm going to choose the other. And so in order for me to get to that place, it comes to this place of humility where I really surrender and I say, God, there is absolutely no good within me in and of myself. It's only when I am surrendered to your spirit. That's when I can really walk this out. And so that's the whole reason that Paul's talking about this. He's not talking about this to discourage us and say, oh, just let sin have its way. Absolutely not. That will lead to death. He talks about that in chapter 6. That will lead to death. If you just let your flesh have its way, it will lead to death. But he's describing this so that you know your absolute depravity, so that you know your absolute need to surrender to the Spirit. You're not just adding some of the Spirit to your good self. If that's what you think you're doing, you are going to be walking in in absolute selfishness and sin. It is an absolute surrender to the Lord. Verse 15. I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Why is he sharing this? He's sharing this so that you would understand the the absolute craziness of the battle that's within us. This is a guy who saw Jesus. Jesus uh, came before him. I mean, this is a guy we were talking this morning in Sunday school who saw such miracles that uh, if he touched a a handkerchief or an apron and somebody took it to somebody, it was healing people. He saw unbelievable miracles. And despite all of this... I'm pretty sure it's that communion bread. I don't know who's making that stuff, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> Paul, even though he had saw these absolute miracles, this is what he's experiencing. And I want you to hear this. This isn't pre-Jesus, okay? This is not, and he will make it clear later on. This is still the place he's in. Now, again, he's able to be free of sin when he's surrendered to the Spirit, but this is still the struggle he's going through. Why do you need to know this? Because if you don't understand this and you start walking along and you have this expectation <clears throat> that it's going to smooth out for you and it's not going to be a struggle what's going to happen is you're going to be like, well, maybe I'm just not even a believer, you know? Maybe I'm not even a follower of the Lord, and I just need to, I just need to, you know, just end myself and, and, and get rid of this. I mean, I, again, I'm not, I don't want to harp on this, but when I go back to my friend who was a pastor that took his life, I believe that's where he got to. He, he had a bad theology, eventually he got to the point where he believed that he was supposed to be here and it just wasn't happening. And he just felt like, I- I'm just not even a believer. I just need to, to-, to end it all because I feel like an absolute hypocrite. A-, a person who is a hypocrite is the person who's not actually pursuing Jesus. They know what they're doing. They're, they're pretending and-, and they're not even trying. We want to be real with our walk. We want to be real with our walk. If you're expecting perfection out of me, just, just stop it right now, okay? And does that mean I'm not going to try with everything that's within me? Absolutely not. Does that mean that you can't confront me? No, no, I, I, I need confronted, okay? But, but, but if I have this measure that I'm going to hit this, what happens when I don't? I, I, I mean, I, I want to give up, right? Right? don't do it, okay? Part of the reason he's sharing this is so that you will keep going forward. Those, those issues, okay, that you have that maybe others don't know about, keep moving forward. Do you just let it rain in your life? No, it'll destroy you. Don't do that. But get real with it. Bring the light to it, okay? Share it with other people. Let them know what's going on. Don't let it just grow in the dark. Continue to fight, but understand how serious the battle is so that you do not give up. Verse 16, but I know that what I am doing is wrong. This shows that I agree that the law is good. So I'm not the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I know that what I'm doing is wrong. This shows that I agree that the law is good. If you are in that place that you understand that what it, what you're doing is wrong, you're still in a good place. The problem that we have is that today in the church we have a big part of the church that's saying, "You know what? My sin's not sin." It's just, you know, I just keep having these desires, and they're just natural within me, and so therefore, God gave them to me, so they're okay. They're within you, they're your sinful nature, and they're not okay. Why? Because God says. Not because of me, because God says so. If he says it's wrong, it's wrong. If you continue to struggle with it, it's still wrong. It's when we get to that place that we say, it's okay. Paul is saying, I know it's, it's wrong. And so I'm recognizing that the law is good. He's still in a good place. He's still pursuing it, but he's still struggling. And what does he say? It's sin that's within me. I mean, even if you go back to the Garden of Eden, they didn't have the sinful nature like we do. And you know what? All their circumstances were perfect. Some of us are telling ourselves, if our circumstances were a little bit different, if we hadn't gone through the things that we had gone through, that we would just be much better people and everything would be okay. No, it wouldn't. They lived in the Garden of Eden. They were in the presence of God. They didn't have the sinful nature like you and I have. And you know what? They chose sin. Circumstances aren't going to correct it all. What's going to correct it? The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God. Let your circumstances drive you to the feet of Jesus, which is the one who can bring freedom in your life. It's a divine setup. A divine setup to lead you to the feet of Jesus. That's where the freedom comes from. That's what Paul's getting out here. This is where he will eventually go in chapter 8. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. And we want to understand that because in one aspect, it's not who we really are. It's the sinful nature. And guess what? If you continue to pursue Jesus, you make Him your your Lord, His blood is going to cover you. His blood. Not your added works or anything like that. His blood is going to cover you and the day is going to come where you will have release from the sinful nature. And you will be fully in His presence. But it means continuing to pursue Him. Verse 19. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing it. It is sin living in me that does it. That sinful nature is not who you really are in the sense that one day it's going to be gone. One day it's going to be gone. You were created in the image of God and it's not who you truly are. But right now, it's a part of your condition. It's a part of your condition that God wants to use to humble you to the place that you recognize your absolute dependence on the Lord. And so right now you're walking through this process and it's just a process of humbling yourself over and over and I don't know about you, but I get tired of it. I get tired of it. It's like, God, I've been walking through these struggles and I've humbled myself. Give me a break for a while. And I don't want to sound ungrateful in that because he does at times. He gives us seasons of blessing and favor and where we can rest our souls and so on. But it seems like they end all too quickly, right? You ever go on a vacation and you're like, this is awesome. And then it just, it ends. And you're like, no, I want it to continue. Well, that's what we experience in life. But again, it drives us to the Spirit of God, which is where true life and true freedom reside. But but we've got to allow that, uh, to do that. If we go in our holes and and, and we just block ourselves away, and uh, believe me, I know that feeling, um, we miss out. Verse 21. I've discovered this principle of life, that when I, when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. I love God's law with all my heart. You see, we've been given a new heart. If you have accepted Jesus, you've been given a new heart. And he's saying, I love that law with all my heart, but yet there's this sinful nature within him. It's not who we are, okay? So I, I don't, I'm trying to say two things at once here so that you grasp this. It's not who you really are, but at the same time, if you have this idea that, oh, I'm a pretty good person with a little sin, I, I want you to understand that's completely wrong, and it's going to keep you from walking in the freedom and the life that you could walk in. You've got to recognize your absolute depravity and your need for the Lord. Verse 23, but there is another, so, so in verse 22, he just said, I love God's law, law with all my heart. But then in 23, he says, but there is another power within me that is at war with my mind. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. And again, I can't go through all of it, but when you go into chapter 8, that's when we get into the verses that talk about God works all things out for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to his purpose. How many times do I quote that? I quote it all the time. It goes into the verse that talks about that the Spirit within us is able to cry out things that we can't even voice with our mouth. Why, are, why, can't we, why can't we voice things with? Because we are in such an absolute place of depravity, we can't even cry it out. That's how desperate we are for the Lord. The Lord has to move through us in ways that we can't even vocalize. Again, this is not to berate us. This is not to discourage us. As a matter of fact, it's to do the opposite. But in order for us to live the life uh, that we are intended to to live, we've got to recognize truth. And that's where this leads us, to recognize our condition so that we can open our hearts up to the one who is able to bring us freedom and not go to him like, God, I'm a pretty good person, but I got a few things I need you to work out. That's not going to work. And so as you approach things in your life, whatever your struggles are, you've got issues. Okay, You've got issues. Some of them everybody knows about. Some of them they may not. But they're there. How do we find freedom? Well, first of all, it's understanding the issue is not the issue. The issue is the sin within us. That's the issue. How do we deal with that? The blood of Jesus. How do we walk in freedom? We walk in freedom by being surrendered to the Spirit. And again, that is a moment-by-moment thing. We are able to walk in power. We are able to walk in freedom. But understand that Paul wasn't describing something that was pre-Spirit. He's describing something that he is filled with the Spirit, but he still goes through this battle. So, if you're there this morning, I-, I want to encourage you: stay in the battle. Don't give in. Okay. Don't say no. It's not sin. Don't say well, the blood of Jesus is going to cover it. I'm just going to go with it. Uh, again, verse six says that will lead you to destruction. Don't do that. Okay. Continue to pursue freedom, but as you do it, recognize this: it's going to be harder than you think it's going to be. It's going to be harder than you think it's going to be. I-, I I hate that, but it it, it is. But the beauty is is that when we're in that darkest place like the disciples standing before Jesus on the cross and they're like what's happening God's going to raise you up God's going to raise you up but 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 you know what <laughs> it's the father that had to raise Jesus up and we're in that same boat We are completely dependent upon the Lord to raise us up. But He loves us enough to do that. But we've got to say, come Lord, have your way in me. We can't walk in pride and be like, I'm going to figure this issue out and I'm going to walk in perfection. I guarantee you, if you have that attitude, it's not going to happen if God loves you. Because God wants to teach you your dependence upon Him. He is the answer. So even if you have the right formula, if you have the right formula, it's not enough because God is the missing link to all of it. So if you're in a place right now where you're struggling, I just I want to encourage you, just surrender to the Lord. Just, just, just let Him have it. And what do I mean give up? No, no, no. But what I mean is ask Him to come in. Ask Him to come in and move because you need His power. You need more than knowledge. You need his power to move in you. He's willing. He desires to do it. Uh, but it means a, a regular dependence on him. Father, thank